0: Get ready for a lot of points in Green Bay on Sunday night, and can we trust Miles Sanders in Week 16? Let's talk about it on Fantasy Football Today in 5. It is Saturday. Good morning, everybody. Hope your weekend's going great. Hope your holiday's going great. Adam Azer here with Jacob Gibbs. Follow us and stream us on Spotify. Tell your friends about Fantasy Football Today in 5. Jacob, uh, how you doing? Happy holidays. Are you stuffed yet? Have you have you eaten too much yet? That's the spirit of the holiday.
1: I haven't, but that's definitely coming after we record this. I'm very <laughs> right. excited for that. <laughs>
0: right. Well, then let's make this fantasy football in like three. Uh, yeah. No, we won't shortchange anybody here. Let's talk <laughs> about the Packers hosting the Titans, and the total in this game is very high. The Packers are three-point favorites, but we're looking at a 56-point total here. So what can you tell me about uh, Ryan Tannehill this week?
1: So, of course, the Titans could control this game on the ground, uh, but if they are forced to air it out, I think the underlying numbers suggest this could be an eruption spot for Ryan Tannehill and the passing game. I uh, I mentioned on Wednesday's FFT episode that the Packers aren't using Jair Alexander in shadow coverage as much anymore, uh, which means he's going to be lined up on the same side as Corey Davis for the most part. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be responsible for Davis on all those plays, though, because the Packers actually only use man coverage 23 percent of the time, which is one of the lowest rates in the NFL. So Ryan Tannehill is actually much better against zone. He's third in the NFL in yards per 10 for zone coverage, and his numbers are up across the board. And uh, while most receivers see their yards per route run drop when facing zone coverage, that's definitely been the case for A.J. Brown. It hasn't been the case for Corey Davis. His rate has actually gone up from 2.8 to 3.05 for zone. He ranks second among qualified receivers in yards per route run behind only Julio Jones when facing zone. Another thing working in Tannehill and Davis's favor is the fact that Green Bay has been one of the NFL's worst teams against play action. Davis has been the NFL's best play action receiver in 2020. He leads the league with an absurd five yards per route run on play action plays, and he's averaged 21.5 yards per catch on play action passes.
0: Yeah, so another thing that I had mentioned earlier this week on FFT was Tannehill has had six games with Corey Davis. Davis missed a couple, but six games with Davis in which he's thrown 30 or more times. And Davis has four 100-yard games in those six. So we like Corey Davis, a lot to like here. Um, We'll come back to the Davis props, but let's talk about how this could affect the other team's passing game, right? If Davis is doing well, then maybe Aaron Rodgers is going to have to throw to Devontae Adams, right? So. Obviously, we love Devontae Adams, but is he going to have one of those really special games?
1: I think that he really could. Anytime there's a chance we can target Devontae Adams against a man-heavy defense, I think it's something to take advantage of in DFS, prop betting, whatever you're trying to make money on here. I think Adams is somebody who can help you do that. He leads the NFL with a 39% target per route run rate when facing man coverage. No other player is even above 34%. Uh, He's only faced three teams that rank in the top 10 in man coverage use in 2020, but in those games, he's averaged 13 targets, 144 yards, and 1.7 touchdowns. So the Titans fit that top 10 criteria, and they really might be the worst pass defense that uses a man-heavy scheme. They rank 30th in pass defense DVOA, and they've given up several huge fantasy performances to wide receivers already this season. So if Tannehill is able to find success against Green Bay's zone heavy scheme, this game does go over the 55 and a half point over under we could see Adams put up 40 or 50 DraftKings points in this spot all
0: right so let's look at yards on William Hill right now Corey Davis is at 63 and a half yards and Devonte Adams is at 89 and a half 63 and a half for Corey Davis 89 and a half for Devonte Adams what do you think
1: those are are pretty high but I think both players definitely could push it over that if the game script uh, allows for it you know so if If you are uh, wanting to bet the over or if you just want to bet those two together, I think they're pretty highly correlated and both could go over.
0: Okay, and finally, let's look at the Dallas-Philadelphia game. It's a really big game, believe it or not. Every game involving the NFC East is big. (laughs) And we're looking at Miles Sanders, who was great two weeks ago. He had a long touchdown run. Wasn't great last week. How is the matchup against Dallas? So Dallas
1: actually has allowed the 10th lowest yards after contact per attempt to opposing rushers. Uh, which is pretty shocking for a defense that is considered you know, the worst at stopping the run. Uh, but before we give them too much credit, let's take a look at their yards before contact. Uh, the Cowboys have allowed 2.44 yards before contact per rush, which is not only the worst of any team in 2020, but it's actually easily the worst since 2017, which is the earliest wow. year that I have this data available for. Now you insert Miles Sanders, who ranks first among qualified running backs in yards before contact per rush. Uh, He struggled to find rushing lanes, like you talked about. It was a stingy Arizona defense last week. But the underlying usage was there again. It's the best it's been all season. That's two straight weeks now. He handled 100% of Philly's backfield carries for the first time all year, and his 83% snap rate uh, was his second highest mark of the year. So, I mean, we could just as easily see this be a big game for Jalen Hurts on the ground. Um, If he had enough carries to qualify, Hurts would rank just behind Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson for third in the NFL in yards before contact per rush. So it's a good spot for both of them. Uh, I just wanted to highlight Sanders because I think his improved usage over the last couple of weeks has fallen a little bit under the radar
0: yeah, I just wish it were in an eighty one and a half total on his wow. on his rushing yards i can't I just can't commit to that but Jalen hurts at uh, uh where's Jalen hurts his rushing attempts are nine and a half is rushing yards are 56 and a half. I don't know if that's a okay. little, bit, little bit more. Yeah,
1: Hertz has been over that in each of the past two. I could, I could see taking that one. Sanders, it is a little bit risky. I mean, he can get that in one rush, but I I, I don't like taking rushing props that high. Yeah, that's a lot. I do love him the DFS, though. He's a great player this week.
0: Well, there you go, and that's the lesson to take out of this. All right, Jacob, happy holidays. Thanks for hopping on.
1: Yeah, you too, Adam. Have a good one.
0: All right, everybody, thanks for listening to this special edition of Fantasy Football Today in 5. We'll come at you tomorrow morning with some starter sit advice for Week 16.